Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery, the podcast where we watch the movies that you tell us to. I am your host, John, with me today, as in every day, mm. and in all things, mm. my co-host, Jeff. That's right. I have your back in all situations. If some shit goes down, I'm ready to regulate. Nice. Because we're regulators. We'll regulate any stealing of our property. Yeah. We're uh, damn good, too. Uh-huh. I assume that this is a prelude to you getting into a dumb craps game and getting robbed. I think that... <laughs> isn't that the thing about that? Yeah. Where it's like his song and he's One of them is like, ah, I'm going to drive around and some ladies are going to be real horny for me. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, in the other verse, oh no, I tried to shoot craps with total strangers and then they robbed me. Yeah. <laughs> and he's the guy who's got like his name first on the song, yeah, right? It's his song. Yeah. And he's like, oh, don't worry. You can guest on my song and I'll be the idiot who gets robbed yeah. and you can come be the cool suave guy who saves me. That's very, very generous of either Nate Dogg or Warren G. I forget <laughs> whose song it is. <laughs> I know those are the two guys because they say their names in the song. Indeed. Mm-hmm. So this time around, we watched Sir Billy, a.k.a. Guardian of the Highlands. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure this is a multi-name movie. Yes. And not a hyphenated name or anything. It just has two names. Yes. This was known as Sir Billy or Guardian of the Highlands, depending on where you saw it. Mm-hmm. It is... <laughs> Jesus Christ. It is from 2012, and it is absolutely awful <laughs> like yeah well in basically every way that matters oh, it is yeah. a cgi animated movie mm -hmm. that has a cgi level along if you've listened to a previous episode of ours or know about famously bad movie food fight yeah it's slightly like almost imperceptibly better than food fight but but that's it like and that's the bar you're trying to beat, is yeah. be better than Food Fight. Yeah, no one should have to say it's better than Food Fight. That should, yeah, Food Fight, I, I don't know if it's famous or not, because it's not like, a, I mean, it's a well-known movie largely as a joke, but part of its storyline is that at one point, due to embezzlement or just corporate something or other, someone stole the movie and they had to rebuild it from nothing with no budget, yes. which is why it looks like that. <laughs> Whereas, nothing like that happened here. Yeah. This is the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, this is a fully Scottish movie in that it is, I think, the first film to ever be fully produced and made in Scotland. Like the first animated film? I'm pretty sure people have made Scottish movies in Scotland before. First animated okay, movie. Okay, all right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Full-length animated movie okay to fair. be created and produced entirely in scotland yeah there we go all right there's makes, the qualifiers is that kind of like how fro7 has that distinction in, in the uk as well and everyone just kind of wishes it didn't like like both of them are just like what's the first mo cartoon movie ever made here yeah don't worry about it don't <laughs> don't, don't it's, ask it's fine <laughs> no it is for sure one of those things where you're like oh if you're this isn't like a national pride thing you're like, oh, if I'm Scottish and someone brings this up, you're like, look, I've apologized so many times for this. <laughs> the Scottish government has apologized for Guardian of the Highlands on a number of occasions. <laughs> it, it is a, as I said, fully Scottish CGI animated film and 
The only other bit of notoriety it has is it is the final film of one Sir Sean Connery who came out of retirement to do this absolute trash film. And was an executive producer, which I, I don't know if that's because he had some kind of deep personal interest in this. Like if originally this was supposed to have more of a message to it. Or if it's just that that was the only way they could get him to do it, was to be like, also, we'll give you an EP credit and even more money. Oh, the the filmmakers got him on board because they went after a businessman who was friends with him and got that guy to agree to give the movie materials to Connery. And then he went, all right, sure, whatever, <laughs> which okay. is wild to me. because well, It explains a lot because I've never heard a voice actor sound more bored and i have watched a lot of bad <laughs> oh it 100 percent. i guarantee you was he was a he got on to do this and they were like hey so when can we get you into a recording studio and he was like um never i'm going to record this in my living room mm -hmm. and you can tell yeah <laughs> this whole thing sounds like sean connery just sort of vaguely mumbling to himself yeah, in his yeah. living room and a mic was nearby ish no like i was saying before i genuinely w while watching this had a moment where i was like did he know he was making a film <laughs> like because it could easily be that they just followed him around for a few weeks and just recorded everything he said and then cobbled together a script around those things because there's some stuff in here that feels like genuine non sequiturs from him where he'll just be walking along and all of a sudden he'll be like oh it's been a long time since i've been in a jacuzzi and you're <laughs> like what why would what? you? Yo, yeah, no, this this entire movie was definitely made because they kept <laughs> recording Sean Connery and he wouldn't stop talking about Beaver. Yeah. And they were like, I guess the movie's about a beaver now. Yeah, yeah. Like it 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 really feels like they just worked with the with the lines they could get out of him, and then they wrote the whole movie around those. There was a part in, until you pointed out he has an EP credit, I was like, I think he I think he might have been tricked. <laughs> I think this may be some manner of swindle. They definitely went to this poor retired actor's house uh -huh. and just recorded bugged him it. without his knowledge. They just bugged his... He's is, been bamboozled. This whole thing is just recordings of Sean Connery's heavily bugged house. <laughs> him just walking around muttering about goats and highlands. <laughs> how he doesn't like foreigners around here. <laughs> threatening to kick the shit out of people. <laughs> yep. That's the movie. <laughs> oh, Lord. So... <laughs> The spoiler-free review, as you know, this movie is awful. Yeah. And it is... It's weird because it's visually assaultingly terrible. Oh, it's extremely ugly. And it thinks it looks good because, it, boy, does it ever focus on the cheesecake for some reason. Yeah. And then, in addition to that, it is also an absolutely insane script yeah that manages to also be incredibly boring at the same time <laughs> yes it's very it's all the things like part of me I, like i knew going in full well like when you when you said oh we rolled this i was like oh i think that's that's famously sean connery's final film and i know it was a scottish production fully made and animated in scotland but it feels when you're watching it like it was made by one of those fly-by-night studios in like Poland or Brazil where you can, you can tell, you know, like your Ratatouings or your Animal Soccer World or whatever, where you can tell they're made by a non-American studio because the translation is so bad and the characters always end up rambling to cover, to cover space. Oh, yeah. No, this is definitely along the lines of like 
chop kick panda yeah and cars life yeah the little panda fighter leo the lion exactly oh yeah this is all shit that someone made to be like this vaguely looks like a Disney property. Here you go. Like, I've tried showing people Ratatouille before, the, the Brazilian Ratatouille ripoff, and they usually demand I turn it off within 10 minutes because you, you're still on, like, the third line of the movie. Everyone's just like, oh, I always go to Ratatouille's, the restaurant that's amazing. I'm not going to do it because John will get mad at me for rambling, but but it'll just be one line that's, like, a minute and a half long and just constantly circles back and re-explains itself. Yeah. And it, you get that here, too. It is. It's a lot. And then... There's also just, it keeps cutting to, like, the weirdest imaginable shit for no reason, not explaining it, and moving on. It has 300 characters and needs two. Yeah. That's that's another thing. So, you know, spoilers on the other side, but you won't understand them. No. Okay. Just so you know, if you are the type of person like us Mm -hmm. that just absolutely wallows in the shit of cinema uh-huh then you've probably already seen this yeah. and if you haven't treat yourself <laughs> this is one of those oh uh, all right we are gonna play a little music we are going to come back and then we will dive into the full spoiler review for 2012's sir billy or <laughs> the guardian of the highlands Back and it is time to talk about Sir Billy. Mm. Let's I, do it. I <laughs> I need to tell you. I love how the animation movies are always the ones that absolutely wreck you. It's true. There's there's something about it, especially a movie like this where they made choices oh yeah there are several points in this movie where i'm like oh you made this look bad on purpose as a joke like (laughs) you didn't have to do this every single person in this looks like a weird monster Yeah, yeah and then at one point they introduce a russian submarine sailor Uh and he looks like a normal human and i'm like oh you made everyone look like gross monsters on purpose. Uh-huh. You didn't have to do that. I just assumed that they didn't have the budget left to make a Russian dude who also looked like a grotesque bean. And so they were like, uh, let's just buy an off-the-rack movable poser model or something and stick it in there. We'll just get the guy from Doonesbury and put a Russian <laughs> Ushankia hat on him and call it a day. The other thing is, as you're watching this, you're like, oh, you have these gorgeous painted scotland backdrops yes they do where it's like oh here's someone's beautiful painting of the highlands and we're going to have our weird trash cgi bus go by Mm -hmm. and a horrid monster man pop out you're like (laughs) god damn it you're ruining everything and this wouldn't i wouldn't have been angry at you but you're like hey you know how you've gotten used to our shitty cgi Here's a gorgeous picture in the background, and here we come to ruin it. Almost every picture's ruined anyway. Like, all the backdrop shots, they've animated small portions of them, usually just by adding twinkling and ripples to water. So it kind of looks like those paintings you see at, like, street fairs, where you have to plug them in because they added a ripple effect to the beach. (laughs) 
The whole the, the whole movie has the vibe of having been filmed in front of one of those. Um, oh my god! So we we have a prologue. This movie has like four openings to it, it. It does, and then the part that you think is like the setup, where you're like, oh, we're going to introduce two of the characters, and then we'll move on to having a big cool adventure from there. No, that thing that you think is the introduction is actually the entirety of the rest of the movie. It is very <laughs> weird. Uh, but yeah, there's it, it starts with a. Starts with swooping, Connery. Yeah, swooping shot of the Highlands with Connery narrating over it, sort of just vaguely rambling about how in the in, when he was a child, the word rare was used the way special is now. Yeah. So you'd say things like, oh, that was a rare film we just saw, or it's a rare night tonight. Yeah. And it very much feels like, you know, they just got him on mic rambling about something like... Hey, what was it like when you were a kid? And he's like, oh, when I was a kid. We used to say things were rare, and it was it was a rare film, and it was we had a rare party, and I, I guess things don't seem rare anymore. But I guess I, maybe we use the word too much. But I tell you, this is rare, and you're like, what is <laughs> happening? This will not set up anything. No, this means nothing. <laughs> there will never be a callback where he's like, oh, the end of the movie happens, and he goes, you know. That was a rare adventure. No, nothing. This is pointless. It's just one of like three false intros that this has. Yes, because after that, we get the one that's the closest thing to a real intro. This is, we, we established it's like a secret facility on top of some mountains in, in, the, in the, the, the highlands of Scotland where the, two the cops, beaver unit, the, the beaver unit of the animal patrol aspect of the Scottish cops somehow has rounded up every beaver in Scotland. Well, they, the idea was like, oh, we were going to reintroduce beavers to Scotland Mm -hmm. because beavers haven't been in Scotland for 400 years. They've been extinct. Yes. And so we imported a bunch of like Swedish beavers. Yeah, Norwegian beavers have been imported. And then instead of letting them loose, they just went, oh, uh, the like... Scottish government decided, no, we don't actually want to do this, yeah. and we're going to send them back. Yeah, basically, these guys are ha- part of a secret mission to reject the rest of the European Commission to reintroduce the beaver to Scotland. Like, the government was like, no, but also, keep it under our hats. We just don't want beaver. And one of them was like, yeah, we had to do this. These beavers would have ruined my fishing. <laughs> I really thought there was going to be any reason for this. Like, it would be a thing where it was like, oh, if beavers are around, then they would cause dams in areas that shouldn't have that, or they would do something ecologically, and that's why we've decided we can't bring beavers back. But instead, it's mostly just one evil cop is like, you know what? I hate beavers, except to eat them. Yeah. Eating beaver is what I love to do. Yeah, he- What I love to do is to get down on some beaver. (laughs) I just like to- just chow down. I like to. I like to really just get in there on some beaver and get and get yeah, eaten away. I want to just get sloppy eating beaver. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> I can eat beaver for 20, 30 minutes at a time. <laughs> but but no, he, he mentions specifically. He says like, oh, I've eaten their paws, a bit of their tail, and the area around their face, and it's good eating. Yeah, it's there's that good beaver. eating on beaver. Yeah, and then. Yeah, because the other guy's just like, he's got a friend, a little friend named McTavish, who has too high of a voice. And he's like, 
kind of like, you know, whenever you make a movie about two New York toughs, one of them's always going to be like, yeah, also I'm here and I'm a little tough guy. I am. Well, he's that guy, but Scottish <laughs> and not tough and, and not tough. Uh, but, but he, he he's kind of like, yeah, I hate beavers. And, and the other guy, except for the Scottish accent, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not good at Scottish accents. That's so, fine. So you don't need to be. I'm going to substitute as required. Um, <laughs> and so and the other guy's like, oh, now let's, they're delicious, first of all. And second of all, my grandmother had a lovely coat. Oh, it must have kept her warm in the winter, that coat. Oh, I'm just thinking about my grandma's fur coat. It makes me so excited to think about a coat that I remember from my youth that I did not personally own or even ever touch. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love thinking about my grandma's beaver fur. <laughs> yeah, says this cop. <laughs> then he then they throw all these beavers in a truck that's being driven by stock character from t- from children's television or entertainment in general. Fat, greasy, shitty truck driver who wants to eat food from the floor of his truck, therefore crashing the truck. It I've is- seen like seventeen movies with this guy in them. Oh yeah. And it's it's wild to me that they establish that this guy is terrified because they're driving down uh, this huge delivery truck and then the cops are in front of him. Yeah. And they establish that the driver of the truck is terrified because he looks over and he's like, oh, it is like a sheer drop off. This is one small lane mm-hmm. going down this mountain. Real windy. And it shows him see that and be visibly frightened. But then he's like, also, I'm hungry, and there's a candy bar, and instead of waiting until I am down the winding mountain road, I am going to try and get a candy bar from the floor. I I want the story of how all these truck drivers have three quarters of a candy bar on the floor of their truck. Like, who's the person who's opening up a Snickers, eating one bite, and then be like, meh, I'll, ah. I'll want it later when there's kids in the road. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put this down on the seat. And then stop suddenly so it goes onto the floor, yeah. but then not get it when I'm stopped. But anyway, we just listen to these cops ramble on endlessly, and eventually the truck driver indeed does crash. A bunch of the beaver cages spill out. We have one quick flashback to inside the truck where the beavers, who, by the way, are all dressed in little prisoner outfits, uh, one of them is telling another one, where's my mother? I can't see her. I want my mother. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's so dark in here. I can't see Oh, no. Oh, they're taking us away. Where are we going? Shouldn't we have Norwegian accents? (laughs) I certainly think we were Norwegian because that's where we came from. But no, we've definitely acclimated to Scotland. Incredibly quickly. So fast we have. (laughs) Norway accents are way harder. (laughs) Oh, all we've got are Scottish people for this film. So we had to get Scottish beavers. (laughs) Well, I could eat Scottish beaver all day. Let me tell you. But uh, anyway. They uh, crash, and some cages fly out the back, and one of them manages to pop open, and uh, one of them gets free. Now, the main asshole cop goes down the side of a mountain very quickly Uh and gets these. He just sort of teleports down there, gathers up the crates he can see, looks around, and then does not find the beaver hiding behind a rock, goes and throws them in the back, and he's like, ah, there we go, good enough. Now, the reason the truck crashed is because it was swerving to avoid a rabbit in the road, and the rabbit has got also gone down the hill, spotted the beaver, and been like, oh, don't move, wee lassie, just hold perfectly still, you know, and that kind of thing. And by the time we see them again, I, either this rabbit was already this beaver's mother, or she has adopted this beaver. No, the, the rabbit has adopted the beaver. Yes. <laughs> just Just putting that out there. This rabbit will adopt this beaver. Uh, but we won't see them again for a long time. We then 
Cut, cut to an airplane? Cut to a duck flying an airplane uh-huh. in a yet another opening where I was like, are you... I thought we were going to have Sean Connery be the narrator because it started with some Sean Connery narration. But now we cut to a duck in an airplane who's like, hey there, I, I, you think I would be in Miami, but nope, I'm in Scotland and I'm flying around and I, I let me tell you something, I should, I should be here and I'm doing stuff. You're just like, don't you try and Rick and Morty this kid. These lines don't have that level of acceptable ramble. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> it does not have a decent ramble. No, it is instead just like. I should have been in Florida, but instead I am here in Scotland. Yeah. Now, this is a Scottish woman attempting a southern United States accent. Yes. <laughs> Just, there is a point later on where she will indicate that that uh, her name should be Jemima Bond. So we also are, are led to believe that, that she is an African-American southern duck that flies a biplane around the Scottish Highlands and is narrating the movie for us. Except that when she's done talking here, she will not narrate the movie anymore. No. It is again a full fake out where you're like, oh, I guess, I guess you're introducing this duck to be like, well, I'm the one who's flying above what's going to be happening in this narration so that I can tell you I've seen it all. And it sounds like that's what's going to happen. But then she is just a character in the movie. Yes, she does not narrate ever again, but she will ramble again. Uh, She lives to ramble more. And. Then we go to our fourth opening scene, (laughs) where we now go to the main city that this takes place Mm -hmm. in, as a milk delivery boy is throwing cartons of milk at people. Yeah, he waits for people to open their windows to whack them with milk. uh, Hey, Angus! Wham! Yeah. So the boy is indistinct. I don't remember if we ever even see him, but he's the milk delivery boy. And he's here to introduce Sir Billy, our main character, who they try to hit him with milk, but they miss. And instead it lands perfectly on his doorstop upright. And as he's coming out to get it, they're like, we'll get you next time, Sir Billy. (laughs) Which. What? I guess they want to hit him with milk. They're. (sighs) The milk delivery service in uh, the city of Catternus mm-hmm. is apparently very like Paperboy the video game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> trying to lose those subscriptions, we don't want to have to deliver milk anymore. I this is stupid. Hate delivering milk. <laughs> Everyone here has a car, and there's stores in town. And this will be <laughs> our finally introduction to Sir Billy. Uh huh. Our titular main character who is a scottish veterinarian question yeah he's like the animal rescue guy like he drives around in a yellow jeep that says animal rescue on it and when we first meet him he's going through his basic bit of business was he has like a cow up on on like suspended from a couple of straps so he has this cow that's sort of floating on a conveyor belt machine yeah, he's basically exercising the cow. Yes. Because it's on a little treadmill. But then as soon as it's done, he uses the contraption that it is on to, like, lift it up and then move it over to a little, like, jacuzzi thing that mm-hmm. he is going to lower it into. I would also like to note that this is a bull with udders. Yes, it's one of those. Much like the movie, uh, the, the Barnyard or whatever that was, where the Kevin James plays a bull with udders who can shoot milk. Yep. But, uh... But yeah, it's a bowl with udders, and also this introduces us to the basic conceit of Sean Connery, which is just imagine an old man muttering at a Popeye level 
for an entire film. Yeah. It just... The amount that this sounds like someone tried their best to get unusable audio to be usable. Uh-huh. Because it's just him being like, oh, there you go. I haven't been in a jacuzzi myself for a while. Oh, here you go. Okay, I should I'll get the milk. and then uh, Come now, Gordy. Time to wake up. Okay, Gordy. What in the hell is this? Why did he volunteer to be in this if he doesn't want to talk, like, distinctly? Yeah. He is doing no acting in this. It is just Sean Connery saying the lines he has, which is amazing because he has the other character we are introduced to, his pet goat that is also his partner, possibly his partner. Also his dog. Also his dog. It's a goat who thinks he's a dog. And that's voiced by Alan Cumming, who, bless his heart, attempts to act in this <laughs> alan cumming chose to be in this in what 2012 uh-huh uh, instead of i believe the third x-men movie <laughs> where he could have been nightcrawler again but I, I i know he didn't like putting the makeup on i'm pretty sure that was the rationale behind that they were like hey look he, he you can sit for seven hours in a makeup chair and be in x-men 3 which will suck yeah or you can come by our recording studio, mm-hmm. not leave <laughs> for a few hours, yeah. and then do all of your lines, and then fuck off and never worry about it again. <laughs> well, he made the wrong choice. <laughs> <laughs> Look, either one would have been not great. No, it's true. I, but this was worse. What if him, just him being in Last Stand actually was enough to tip the scales? Like, like they didn't have room for some of the stupid shit that was still in that movie because they needed some Nightcrawler business. Ah, It could have happened. We could have had a film where, I don't know, they didn't murder Cyclops in the first five minutes for no reason. <laughs> Pretty sure that's because James Marsden demanded out. <laughs> I'm done. No. I I don't want to be in a stupid thing like this. I've got to be in Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> out of my way. I need to be in an Easter Bunny-themed movie. I need to be in a whole series of movies where I'm the straight man to a tiny CGI animal that wisecracks. <laughs> That's me, James Marsden. I've made my choice. <laughs> and I love him for it. Great guy. God bless. Yeah. I wish he would. I, instead of Breck and Meyer, I wish uh, James Marsden had been John in the Garfield movies. <laughs> Give us more. It's the role he was born to play. <laughs> He's too hot for John, but I'm still fine with it. <laughs> No, make him John and then make everyone pretend he's not hot. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, what a goober this guy <laughs> is. This dumbass in his stupid tie. Uh, <laughs> you're like, that's very attractive man, James Marsden. No, that's a goober that's named a, John. That's a doofy goober. You do not still want to make out with him. No, I, I look at his million dollar smile. You do not want to kiss that. <laughs> so Gordon is in a full... <laughs> The bride from uh, Kill Bill yeah. or <laughs> the, the uh, uh, Return of the Dragon. Return of the Dragon. Enter the, the Dragon. Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon yellow jumpsuit. Yes. And he doesn't know Kung Fu, though. I, I, as no. soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, I bet he knows martial arts and he's going to we're going to yeah, see this is going to be a whole we're thing. Get the There's Matrix a reason down sequence. We're going to get that. And no, we, nothing. He's just wearing that. He's just in it for no reason. And also he is swishing hard yeah uh, he gets he crawls and i cannot explain this well enough he crawls sensually out of a dog bed licks 
the camera mm-hmm. and then sashays his ass over to the fat Scottish veterinarian that owns him, all while wearing this jumpsuit. And you're like, what? the fuck is happening yeah, right I, now I, I feel i feel bad for even admitting this because it feels kind of like like buying into cheap stereotypes or whatever but when he comes out and does his little back arch and some like basic yoga poses while crawling around on all fours and licking a camera before finally standing up and doing a full-on sachet uh-huh i was like oh no they have coded this goat as extraordinarily gay <laughs> like that is that is mean-spirited gay coding that they are doing and I'm here to tell you, I don't think it is. I think they're just bad animators. Yep. They just decided that we need to give this goat some business. And the business was, this goat likes to fuck. And there is this moment and another moment at the end of the film where I'm like, wait a minute, is is this goat gay? (laughs) But (laughs) then he just shows up and he's like, Hey, Sir Billy, what's going on? And Billy turns around and is like, oh, it's wet here. You have pissed the floor. And Gordon's just like, oh, oh, I'll go outside then. End of scene. There's no joke. There's just a goat in a jumpsuit pisses himself. And we see it. It's not enough that he, because you think, oh, well, we're at least going to like cut away from this because we see Sir Billy kind of judder a little bit when he tries to move and he's like ah i slipped there's it's wet here you've peed on the floor and you're like oh okay we're not gonna see that we're gonna cut away no we cut back to the goat now full body with a growing yellow puddle around him looking sheepish but still fully clothed as if he is living out some weird internet fantasy for somebody oh this is for sure when i saw this i was like that feels like a fetish because they didn't make a joke. They didn't look away. They were just like, we're going to make you watch this anthro, <laughs> not even anthropomorphic, anthro, anthro-ish goat. Bipedal. Like two legs and kind of walking around. It's and- partial human mobility. <laughs> yeah. And just watch him piss himself. Look at the puddle of piss and then be ashamed and go, oh, I'm sorry. I should go outside. And you're like, why? What? Why? What, what did I just watch? Why am I seeing this? I want the safe word for this movie. <laughs> and yeah, we actually do establish some shit here because this is when Billy's like, oh, well, I've been hired or told that I have to go take my grandson to school. Yeah, he's he's got a grandkid that he's got to go pick up. And that's why he's up early and he's got to go get him and take him to school. Yeah. So that that's what this this goat pissing himself scene Gordy, by the way, Gordy the goat, uh, who thinks he's a dog and is called a dog by about half the people, which was led further credence to my belief that this was a uh, bugged Sean Connery's house movie where they, for some reason, had a lot of lines of him talking about goats and or dogs. And they're like, <laughs> how do we reconcile this? And someone was like, I have an idea. What if it's a goat who thinks he's a dog? But but acts like a human. Oh, but acts like a human. But he's a goat who thinks he's a dog. It's like, oh, does he act like a dog? Never. Not once. No, except for that scene where he sleeps in a dog bed. That's the last time he'll act like a dog. Yeah. We'll have one weird flashback moment. Yeah. Right at the end of the movie, we have a flashback where it's like, ah, yes, he thinks he's a dog. And you're like, that's not been established at all. He thinks he's people. (laughs) 
Everyone does. One of the most shocking things in this movie is after this opening sequence where the the opening, the second of the four opening sequences with the police guys where they are holding the, the beavers in their little prison jumpsuits. I was like, oh, they've just done that for comedic effect because the beavers are being thrown in like a, 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 the equivalent of a prison. I get it. That's and fine. Honestly, you can't really make out what's going on mm-hmm. very well with it. You're like, oh, this could just be weird shoddy coloring on here or the animation's weird yeah. and the beavers wait until the doors are closed and they're all alone to talk which is classic movie shorthand for animals can talk to other animals humans can talk to other humans never the twain shall meet especially when you have our, our cop character talking about how he's eaten their faces and tails yes and so that's i thought was going to be it and especially with the duck pilot alone Alone in the air being like, and here's the thing that I saw that was crazy. These humans. And I was like, oh, okay. So it's definitely going to be a split between like animals talking and humans talking. But then we get this and that is definitely also part of this scene destroying my brain because I was like, all right, so this isn't working the way I thought it was at all. For some reason, he can break the fourth wall because he licks the fucking camera, mm-hmm. which is the only time anyone will acknowledge that this is a film at all. Yes. And then he, like, pisses himself in front of him, but they're talking, and he's talking to him, and they understand each other. Yeah. And then and then we establish a little while from now that, no, all animals can talk. All animals are intelligent. All the animals around here are part of this civilization. Yeah, they all know the animals that live here by name and are like, we're worried about these animals and we care what happens to them. God, I just realized something, John. This movie has a fifth opening sequence. Uh-huh. I just We didn't even mention it, but this movie has like a three-minute opening sequence that, because it stars Sean Connery, is a Bond thing. Remember they have all oh, the women yes. in the movie dancing around? There is a... One a- with- opening credit sequence before we start anything and it's just a standard ladies dance while weird shapes play across the camera bond opening yes and they didn't even bother reanimating the characters there's a dance party near the end so they just use the dance sequences from that and one of the characters is constantly talking as they pan across her they just pan she just has big boobs so they pan across her in her boobs and she's just always in a dialogue shot even though she's not saying anything. Like, you just panned across one of the Bond girls in the dance sequence, and they were just rattling off their grocery order. (laughs) And also, you you see Gordon the Goat doing a little cabaret number here. Mm -hmm. And again, in the dance party at the end, you will see that again. Yeah. Which I was like, this is just further credence to the whole, is this goat gay? (laughs) Power to him. I, I just... I, I, I'm confused. This movie does nothing but confuse me for most of it. <laughs> so we cut now because he has to go pick up his grandson to the grandson. And Sir Billy is living in a little tiny shack of a house mm-hmm. out in the Highlands. His daughter, though, is living in the, like, family castle that he owns. Mm-hmm. That he doesn't stay in, but it's the family's castle. She has a butler, and her child has a full-on Rube Goldberg machine that he uses to descend from the tower of the castle down to the living room. This is this is a, a part where we, we learn something important about this movie. It has no qualms about introducing 50 characters that it doesn't need. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because let me tell you, he's going to go pick up his grandson. We're going to have a whole lot of business between, like, the grandson and the butler hating each other here. Yes. The grandson doesn't even do anything either. He's just a guy in Billy's car for nine. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. We have this whole business about, like, the grandson and the butler, and the butler, like, gets a sword off the wall and is like, oh, fuck this kid. I'm going to fucking murder this kid. Yeah. And the... The mom is like, oh, I've got to channel Jane Fonda and be calm. And full scene introduces these three. This grandkid gets into his car and then has one small amount of business at like towards the end of the movie. And until then is just sort of here also. Yeah. Yeah. We just use them to do a, a Rube Goldberg sequence where it's not even it's barely a Rube Goldberg sequence. Because while it does start with Rube Goldberg, where he opens up like a mask of a knight and a ball falls out and starts a little thing, all that does is open up a hole that he rides a uh, a vacuum cleaner through, through a series of endless tunnels through his own castle, out a trapdoor, and then he just kicks the vacuum cleaner and it retracts itself back up the tunnel. That's the full full Rube Goldberg scene. It's not very creative. No. Uh, And also, when he meets his granddaddy, uh, uh, Sean Connery gives him a kiss, and he's like, ew, kissing's for sissies. Oh, we'll see about that, son. We'll see about that in a little while. And he's like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> yeah. The the response to no kissing is for sissies. And then this sort of weird, vague, mumbled threat of further kissing from him. I'm not I was sure. like, what? Wait, like, hold on. What? My guess was that this kid is supposed to be like 11 or 12. And he's like, oh, we'll see you in a year or two when you've developed your puberties and you want to kiss on the girls or the or the boys. I'm not judging. I obviously or, or this goat. I obviously own this full on bisexual goat. <laughs> I mean, this, you know, he's supposed to have been because they cast Alan Cumming, one of the more famous bisexual men. He is. And let's be honest. This is an extremely sexual goat yes it's extremely sexy and sexual Uh, but this goat can get it but like that line where it's oh kissing's for sissies we'll see about that son we'll see about that in a little while you're like (laughs) oh no what that is threatening like i get what i i get what was supposed to be but it isn't that (laughs) you have not conveyed that sir you have fucked up Now we cut away from them as they start driving down the lane. They're supposed to get this kid to school. But instead, we establish that Catternus, this town, is shockingly full of foreigners for a tiny Scottish Highland town. Shockingly full, I mean, there is one. Uh, And we get a second. There's supposed to be at least three, because we're counting Bessie Boo, the the beaver, as we established later on. Oh, I'm not counting Bessie Boo. Um, I'm counting the the German U-boat captain. The Russian. No, the German one who is a member of the oh, actual right, town. Right. He, you, that's right. I'm sorry. I'm the Admiral. Up. I forgot this movie has multiple submarine captains in it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's the, the German Admiral. Uh-huh. There is the New York bossy lady. And then in this scene, we get the New York lady's cousin. Yeah, her sister. Her, her, oh, uh, her si- sister. Her sister from Queens, no less. <laughs> Yeah. This is two Scottish women doing two New York accents. I think we also are intended to count the duck, who has who has a, a, a southern accent as a foreigner from town. I don't. I couldn't possibly because the the only person <laughs> who complains, like we get two people who complain about foreigners. Mm-hmm. First, we get 
that cop from the first or second intro. Yeah, he's gone full Javert at this point and his and has dedicated his life to hunting down this one escaped beaver based on no evidence. He just thinks there's still a beaver out there. Yeah, we get a, a quick scene of him in the town going like, I've spent the last three years hunting down this beaver. And for all I know, this beaver could be dead or rotting carcass in the highlands somewhere. And I'm wasting my time, but I'm not going to give up because I'm single-minded about beaver. All I've got on my brain is beaver, beaver, beaver. It's all I care about. <laughs> I've thrown my white life away for one beaver. And he mentions at some point, he's like, what a weird fucking town that has so many foreigners. Yeah. And then Sir Billy also has a line about how there's a lot of foreigners in town. Uh, but he's more forgiving of it because he just treats anyone in Caterness as his personal charge. Yeah, he he mostly complains about it because Patty, the established New York woman, mm -hmm. is supposed to be annoying. Yeah, like her. Like we're our introduction to her is her using her little Vespa scooter that she rides around everywhere in on this movie uh, to arrive at a local shop right as it's opening and asks if they have any of the meat pies. Uh, she wants, I forget what she calls them, but they have a big dumb name. Do you have any of these bossy Bobies, big beefy pies or whatever? And he's like, uh, uh, no, ma'am, someone else delivers the pies later in the afternoon. And she's like, well, can you save me five big fat ones, please? I like them big and fat, please. And then she like scooters off again. And, and later when he, when uh, Billy will see her as she's waiting on the side of the road in another scene, he'll be like, ah, oh, there's an odd foreign woman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and again, just mumbling to himself like, oh, they'll let anybody in the country. How do these people get visas? Who's getting visas done? <laughs> like, again, I think they just bugged his house. <laughs> I think he's just complaining. About, like, maybe he saw fucking Trump owning one of those, or, or opening up one of those shitty golf courses there, and he's like, how are these people getting into my country? <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's giving them visas? <laughs> I just think that's what happened. And then she, Patty, introduces... Her sister, and this is Tony Turner, and Tony is hot because the movie says she is. She has comically large animated breasts, <laughs> and so Sir Billy is like, "Oh well, let me help you with your bags, Miss. Yeah, give you a, a Highland welcome, proper Highland welcome." <laughs> <laughs> it just and it. it and from this, we get Gordy back in the Jeep is watching this happen like, oh, my God, he's flirting. Like, again, this Gordy goat is a aggressively sexual creature. He's like, ooh, look at him flirt. I haven't oh, seen him yeah. flirt in 20 years. Oh, I hope he gets some. I'm going to do what I can to help this along. <laughs> oh, I bet they're going to be kissing, making out later. You know what I mean? And he's just like nudging an 11 year old being like, your granddad and this lady we just met are going to fuck in that right kid i'm probably gonna get in on it <laughs> oh i'll watch if nothing else <laughs> i'm into it look if i don't do anything else i'm gonna pee on the floor while they do it <laughs> oh, fully <God>. clothed <laughs> and then yellow jumpsuit so it doesn't show tony will exit this movie for about 45 minutes <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because we got shit to do. Yeah. And then he gets back in the car and he has her luggage. And this is, again, because uh, what I forget her name, the Patty. Patty. Patty has a little scooter, so she can't carry luggage, but she can carry her sister back into town on the scooter. So 
uh, Billy has agreed to take her luggage into town entirely by happenstance. He was just passing on the way to get his kid to school. Yeah. So it's just good luck. I don't know what their other plan was, but we cut away now. Now it's time for we visit the animal world. And at this point, dear listener, I assure you, we still think as watchers <laughs> of the movie based on shorthand of the movie that the animals have their own little civilization and are not connected to the human world. Yes. Now. Uh, when we saw the little uh, scene where we found out that fucking Scottish Javert was still <laughs> after this beaver, the beaver was hiding like in a bush nearby. Yeah, like like f- five feet away from him. This is the only guy who wants to catch you. Go he somewhere. He should have found her. Where else are you going to find beaver but then in a bush? <laughs> so this beaver has been adopted by rabbits mm-hmm. and her adopted brother is an asshole to her and is like, uh, your tail's dumb and you're shitty and I hate you. And we're going to go do hard like <laughs> national pastime, which is sledding behind a log as it goes down a crevice like a- in a hill. Yeah. It's like some combination between like caber tossing and luge and, and, and water skiing all at once. It is fucking wild but they're like they name it they're like oh we're going to do our like national pastime give it some scottish name Mm -hmm. and i was like is this real is this a real thing no because i was like i don't know enough about scotland to know if a pastime of scotland is tying yourself to the back of a wheeled log that goes downhill who knows? Maybe. <laughs> yeah, they have these logs. They have wheels on the bottom. They run them into dirt, basically loose tracks. And then they hang on to the back whilst ri- while riding on what are essentially hubcaps uh-huh. that they use like Kit Cloud Kicker riding his little sky surfboard thing. And they, they have to hang on from the back and chariot surf behind these logs that are rolling down luges. Several of the tracks, as they're making their way there, by the way, women are only allowed to do this on Saturdays. That's an established detail. Yeah, but- and, and she's only getting this opportunity because her adoptive uncle was a champion at this sport. Right. And so has vouched for her to go do this. Meanwhile, the beaver is like, oh, that's suicide. Why yeah. would I oh, do this? The beaver, Bessie Boo, our, our, our beaver character, who you think is going to be a main character, is not. And what she is instead is absolutely terrified the entire film. Yes. She will get uh, into one of the lanes. We are told that uh, all you need to do is just hold on mm-hmm. and it'll be fine while you're going downhill. But don't use lane four because that one's fucked up and it that lane might goes the fuck off a cliff. go off a cliff. <laughs> so <laughs> she goes in lane two. They, uh, the little brother is an asshole and hits the release button or lever before she's ready. Mm-hmm. But she goes down and she manages to hold on to this thing, gets to the bottom. And everyone's like, yay, she did it. And her brother named in, in a fit of peak na- named Wee Dave. <laughs> Wee Dave. The I got a rabbit. friend named Wee Dave. <laughs> I bet you can't guess why. 
Is it because he is small? He is Wee Dave? <laughs> no, he's Weed Dave. He's a different friend. Different friend. I also, also have a friend named Wee Dave. <laughs> it gets very confusing when they're together. And I'm like, hey, Wee Dave. And both of them go, yes. Also, they both talk like that. <laughs> <laughs> we Dave said- It's 420 somewhere. <laughs> and that's my appointment. I'm we Dave. <laughs> I must go now. <laughs> Ta-ta. I'm Weed Dave. <laughs> I sir, seek only the dankest of Kush. One of us tells the truth and one of us always lies. It's me. It's both of them. <laughs> he can't talk at all. Yes, I can. <laughs> See? A lie! <laughs> we Dave decides, fuck this adoptive sister, I'm gonna show everyone how cool I am, and goes to the murder lane. Which still has a fucking luge in it! Take that out of there! You know that this is a lane that will shoot you off of a cliff. Why is it prepped and ready? Did they build this movie in Roller Coaster Tycoon? <laughs> we Dave gets on Mr. Bones' wild ride and goes shooting into the distance. And his mom dives after him. Funnily enough, he flies off a cliff. Who could have seen that coming? And his mom does too. They both go whipping off a fucking cliff. So, and and since this was his adopted or, or her adopted brother, that means that her brother and mom have gone flying off a cliff. When I said earlier that Bessie will spend this entire movie terrified, I don't mean that she spends most of this movie terrified. I mean that there is not a scene in this movie where she is not screaming in fear. <laughs> she will see her brother and. Uh, mother adoptive going down river and she will be like okay i need to go save them and jump into the river desperately begs every rabbit present to save them they're all like oh laddie i gotta swim i gotta swim i gotta do it I, none of us can swim and, and i kept and again i expect movies to obey a certain language <laughs> there's there's a lingua franca that movies should speak and so i was like oh i get it and again, uh, this is two agains, because one of them is, this is still the setup. This is this sequence is going to involve Billy in his, ro in his role as an animal rescuer, and he will save them. And then the two of them will have to team up to fight off that animal opposite of an animal rescuer who wants to murder this beaver, right? So we establish, we establish that. That is not the case. Second, I was like, she's a beaver. She's a natural swimmer. She's going to save him. Also, he's she's tied to a log, or he's tied to a log. He's stuck tied to it. She's got... Chewy super she's, teeth. She's a beaver. He's on a log. Oh, she's going to do something chewing on that fucking log to no. save her brother. No, no animal in this movie does anything related to their animal nature in the slightest. That is not part of it. Neither of those things are part of it. So as she dives into the river after d desperately begging all these rabbits to help. And they're like, we can't, we can't swim. And, and, you know, the legends of Jimmy Carter has taught us that, that rabbits are <laughs> rarely aquatic at best. But only if it's a swamp rabbit. Yeah, if a swamp rabbit can get you, though. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, so she dives in, you're like, oh, a heroic beaver moment. Okay, I get... No, that's not what's happening. No, she will get to the log that her brother is clinging to, and then both of them will just scream at each other. Ah, help me! No, you have to hold on! Movie's got this weird realism streak to it where... It's clear that she can't rescue him because he's in that phase that drowners get into where they lash out violently against anyone who tries to help them. 
like you may not I, I, I was a lifeguard I, that's I paid my way through college is that so I'm used to all the advice they give you for when you have to rescue a drowning person of like don't let them get a hand on you they will drown you too yeah though this is more I felt the reason she couldn't save him is because he was the the like handhold rope things that you go behind mm-hmm. I thought were attached to him in some way because every time the log would turn one direction or another, he would get pulled or under with it or over out of the water. So I was like, oh, he's still attached to the log. Yes. In some way. Yeah, he's tied to it. Uh, meanwhile, uh, as she dives in to rescue him, the mom bonks her head on a, on a rock underwater and then just sort of goes off and floats lands, off, lands on an embankment. So she's mostly out of the picture. But again, in this weird fit of realism, when they do eventually find her, they will spend like 10 minutes discussing the signs of paralyzation oh yeah no the we'll get to it we'll get to it we're almost there so these two this rabbit and this beaver go down a river screaming at each other Mm -hmm. and (laughs) then we cut to sir billy driving around being a weird asshole, talking about how he wants to fuck this lady. (laughs) And then a rabbit jumps out in front of his car, and he doesn't almost hit the rabbit. He straight up hits this rabbit with a car. He slows down, but does hit the rabbit. And then when he gets out, he's like berating this rabbit. What the fuck were you doing? You almost caused an accident. Ah, What were you thinking? She's like desperately begging him to stop so she can tell him what's going on. She's like, Sir Billy, I need you. Oh, you're lucky we have good brakes on this car or we would have killed you immediately. And she's like, no, you have to, uh, what the the fuck were you doing? You're getting out on the road. You good God-fearing people. And I'm like, is this guy watching something on TV right now? Is this Sean Connery watching a thing about a road accident? (laughs) The rabbit eventually is like, Sir Billy, you have to come quick, you see, because Bessie Boo and Wee Dave are trapped. Well, hang on now, hang on. Are you talking about Wee Dave or Wee Dave? (laughs) Talking about Wee Dave. (laughs) Not Wee Dave, a different rabbit. I'm talking about Wee Dave. Okay, good, because I saw Wee Dave earlier this morning. (laughs) Oh, God. Heaven forbid something should happen to Wee Dave. Something happened to Wee Dave, I'd kill everyone in town. <laughs> you have to come quick. Bessie Boo and Wee Dave are on the river and they're and then also her mom is somewhere and she might be dying and I don't know and everything's fucked and he's like, Oh wow. I will get the entire town. Again, he was like, oh, we've got to help him. We've got to help him immediately. I'm sorry, Kenny, or whatever your fucking name is. No school today. <laughs> so he's like, taking his son out of school. on, And you're like, oh, God, he's going to drive into action. He's going to drive down the fucking mountain and rescue these people from the river. And then the movie will start. Right? <laughs> no. Instead, as these people go shooting down a river towards inevitable demise, he instead holds a town hall. <laughs> He just calls everybody in town and they all get together and he's like, here's what we're going to do. I need you three are going to go get together and you're going to go try and fight. You go down the river and you're going to try and get it. Now I'm going to try and find the mom and I'm going to try and save her. Now you three are going to go. And I'm like, what the fuck? And and I was sitting there like, no one in this town is going to give a shit. If you're like, we have to save a beaver from a river, they're going to go. That's fine. A beaver can be in a river. That's its natural environment. It's really good that beavers have returned to Scotland. I I was like, oh, there's one rabbit and a beaver. 
on a river, everyone in this town will go, who could possibly give a shit? <laughs> Maybe we should catch and eat that beaver. I've heard their faces are delicious. <laughs> but instead, everyone's like, my God, Bessie Boo, famed beaver we know about and love a person. <laughs> and we, Dave, <laughs> we cannot let this stand. Okay, again, I, I must I, I must remind you all that it's we, Dave, the annoying asshole rabbit, and not we, Dave, who is, of course, here in the audience. Yeah, man. <laughs> I am. <laughs> so the entire town is like going to get together to rescue well, one rabbit and one beaver, except for there's one guy in town who's got that Jonathan Ross British accent where he pronounces his W, all his R's as W's. Yeah. He's got that voice and he's like the local town baron and magistrate. <laughs> And he's like, well, now you've forgotten what we established a damn we did. He like, they're going to go right for the turbines. <laughs> like the tuba, turbines. What? 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 And he's like, yeah, I've created a giant dam in the Scottish Highlands and they are going right towards it. And Billy's like, then turn off the turbines. Shut off those fucking turbines and I'll kick it arse. I can't. There's no way to turn them off. Dams don't work that way. And also, I've got people from Edinburgh coming up to check out the dam. I can possibly. <laughs> and you've got like this fucking goat. Gordy comes snipping or slicing back into action like a sexy little blade. And he's like, oh, you'll turn that fucking dam off. <laughs> or, or my man Billy up. here. Because he spends a lot of this movie... Uh, boosting Billy, so Gordon to speak. Is, he's like a hype man. He's 100% Billy's hype man. Yes. he Even when Gordon takes care of shit, he's like, you're brilliant. You're amazing. You're anyway. my knight, Billy. <laughs> you're my rock. You are where I build my church. <laughs> you're my knight, Billy, is an actual line in the movie. Yes. That, but yeah, he just he just wheels on this little barren man, grabs him by the collar. He's like, oh, I, I don't touch my collar now. That's made of cashmere. And, and, and he's like, listen, my man, Billy, is going to beat the fuck out of you if you don't turn those turbines off. Dams don't work that way. You can't turn the turbines off or the river would back up right there. They'd be killed by the tidal bore. <laughs> I'm the tidal bore. <laughs> I brought him with me. <laughs> Damn it, weed day. He buys weed from me. <laughs> so it's now a race against time? Question mark. They have all the time in the world. The, this beaver and rabbit are going to be rolling down the river for the next movie. <laughs> And a half. Sir Billy is not on the party, even though his van says animal rescue. He is not part of the party to go save the animals. He is then going to go try and find the rabbit mom. Who they somehow know has become separated and washed up on an embankment. We don't know how. That happens after the rabbit runs out for help. Yeah. But so he knows. They, at one point, uh, they get told, they're like, oh, and also... Of course, Sir Billy doesn't know about uh, cell phones. And oh, so yeah. he's like, if someone's got a cellular phone, you can use your cellular. Yeah, call, call Guardy on your cellular if you need me. Or call Robin on your cellular if you need some aerial photography. <laughs> Fucking Victoria the Duck in an Airplane Victoria. is now a main character right now. Yeah. Because as they're getting the town meeting together, he's like, and also there's Victoria up there. You can call and she'll look for them from the sky. And I'm like, and you're like, 
You know about the duck that flies an airplane? But she introduced herself as the narrator of the movie. What is happening? (laughs) (laughs) He finds... Eventually, they are told, like, oh, someone spotted the mom. She... They were seen from the top of a cliff. She's at the bottom. We don't know what's going on. She might be bleeding. We don't know. And then, of course, Billy responds to that with, well, yes, she's lost a lot of blood already. And I'm like, how do you know? Number one, no, she hasn't. There's no blood anywhere near her. But when he gets down there and is looking at her and they're like, oh, she can't, she can barely move. She's lost a lot of blood already. And you're like, no, she hasn't. She's clearly not. And then she wakes up and she's just sort of vaguely crying. And in another line that I swear is stolen from Sean Connery's personal life, he just says, now, hang on there. I have something in my pocket that'll help you. <laughs> uh, here's a little something for the pain. <laughs> And he pulls out this bottle of, like, secret lock water from somewhere or other that he uses. It's like a healing thing. It'll show up a couple times throughout the film. Uh, But before that, we have, as I mentioned earlier, a good seven to ten minutes of him and Gordy discussing whether or not it's likely that this rabbit mom is paralyzed from the waist down and demanding that she move a toe to prove whether or not she is. Yes, And how it's like, oh, well, rabbits, when they're terrified, will occasionally freeze up. Yes. So she might just be frozen in terror, but she might also have a broken spine. Meanwhile, elsewhere, after we've established that this rabbit is fine eventually after like seven minutes of dicking around. Yeah. A German naval officer and some lady. I thought that was, it wasn't, but I could have sworn it was going to be Billy's daughter. But it isn't. It's just some lady. It's just some lady. And she's using the exact same model as the Tony lady that's supposed to be super hot. Yeah, she is another cartoonish big boobed lady. Yeah. Are driving around and they spot the... (laughs) They spot Bessie Boo and Wee Dave. Mm -hmm. And they (laughs) are going downriver and they're like, oh, there they are. Oh, we can't catch them. All right, well, this is... (laughs) Well, I need to tell you, this was like a five, six minute scene, and yeah. it can get summed up in, there they are. Nope. <laughs> yeah, because the U-boat captain's just sort of, I guess because this lady's hot, he's just sort of idly bragging as they're driving along about how he's the right person to have brought along for the job because he's an excellent swimmer and he used to captain a U-boat and blah, blah, blah. And then when they see him, see the the, the people in the water, she's like, oh, stop the car. And she gets out. and demands, They're over there. They're over there. Get in. He's like, uh... I, you go swim after him. You're a Navy guy. Yeah. He's it, like, uh, no, get back in the car. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the the cop spots the beaver in the water and is like, oh, if you don't drown, I'm going to get you myself. He then calls his partner, calls his partner to be like, I need you back for one last job. <laughs> I found that beaver. The partner's moved on with his life. He's like, I've got a desk job now. And I've got like, a wife. Yeah. I can't just leave to go chase strange beavers. He's like, hey, hey, I can't help you no more. I, I've moved on with my life and you should as well. I can't go chasing after strange beaver with you anymore like we used to do in the good old days. <laughs> I settled down. That was a long time ago. I caught my beaver. I finally caught one, but, but uh, boss... <laughs> He eventually gets talked into joining, which is in the police office of his partner, who he calls. There is a wanted poster for Bessie Boo, the beaver, Uh on the wall. And I'm like, how? 
It has a fucking mugshot of this beaver. <laughs> did in the intervening catch her at one point in the intervening three years? Did they catch this beaver and she escape? And that he is javering his way after her because of this. <laughs> yeah, there's that one scene where she's stuck working in the boat yards. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Bessie Boo. <laughs> and you know what that means. <laughs> it means I'm free. No. So, yeah, he calls in a favor from McTavish. His, I found the, the beaver. I found 24601. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help you. And he's like, but you owe me a favor. For old times sake. All right. For old times sake. I'm going to fly in. With the Scottish, like, National Guard. I got two military guys. Because they usually fly training exercises up in the Highlands. Yeah. So I'm going to hitch a ride with some military guys there's these two up mi- there. There's these two grotesque military men that will be in the rest of the movie. That aren't part of that. No. They're there to check out the dam. Yeah. And their names, because they're printed on their shirts, they don't have lines or anything. Their, their names are Arm and Hammer, and also... Pepe Roni. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not Armand Hammer, like the actual person. No, Army Ar- Hammer. Army Hammer and... Oh, that isn't also an actual person. That is the actual that, person. That, that's the actual cannibal. Yes. Uh, yeah, and uh, allegedly actual <laughs> actual cannibal. And the other one was uh, was fucking Pepe Roni. Oh, Pepe Roni. <laughs> so, yeah, that helicopter is going to become a thing later. <sighs> Finally, Sir Billy shows up to the dam, mm-hmm. they see that the two animals are nearing the dam. They the, once again are like, shut off the turbines. Yeah, because he's, like, he's up there giving I a tour. Can't. I have already told you I cannot yeah. do this. He's given a tour to like two random like government guys. And he's like, oh, maybe the prime minister will come. You know, that kind of shit. And, and again, Gordy specifically wheels on him with this weird speech about how he didn't bother installing animal catch nets in front of the dam, and if that's the case, then surely the entire dam must be of shoddy workmanship. Oh, it's not even like, if that's the case. It's like we've already established, the, like, we all know that you'll pinch a penny to save a pound. You're the cheapest person here, and we all know that you're a cheapskate. And I'm like, you're treating him like the main villain of the movie, and we met him... 10 minutes ago and he has had two lines yeah i don't know what the fuck is happening and, and right now he, he even points out in the first time he's like i didn't build the dam because i'm like an evil businessman i'm not the villain of this movie the, the, the dam- whole dam is here to provide power to fucking catterness it's it's the I, I built the power station for the town i'm like a civil engineer why are you mad at me ah <laughs> uh, because you didn't plan on a rabbit coming down river and needing to be caught in a net. No, I specifically tried to shut them down from their weird log gladiator chariot plume <laughs> caber toss thing. Luge. Especially the one lane that led directly into the overhead river above the cliff. I That's on the rabbits. <laughs> I the, filed an injunction. The rabbits have done this. <laughs> <sighs> but it doesn't matter. After they yell at him for a minute and nothing could be accomplished, Gordy's like, well... I have an idea. Meanwhile, also, there are some people on a boat. They're on Billy's boat. And he makes mention of the fact that he had McQ or MacQ work on the boat. Because this is, at this point in the movie, we've gone so far from giving a shit that now it's all just old Sean Connery movie references. Oh, yeah. There's 
a lot of James Bond shit in this. And obviously, as we've consistently mentioned that there is a Russian submarine in the movie, you can assume some Hunt for Red October references as well. Yes. But yeah, he's just like, oh, oh, that reminds me of another adventure I was on at one point when I was in the Hunt for Red October. Yeah. When, but, the, when the boat, when the boat gets up. there. But at the moment, he, uh, Billy's like, oh, or he sees his boat out in the water. And he's like, oh, I hope they're careful with my boat. I've had Mac Q make a number of modifications to it. Great. And then it turns, yeah, he has like a, a net that comes out of it. But before that, no. Gordy's like, I have an idea for how to save them. And he goes over to this dam that he hates and believes is of shoddy workmanship and has never been to before and presses a secret button that makes a bungee jump machine come out. But first, he but saves first, we, Dave, because they normally just they go over to the water intake area that has like a gate in front of it. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, he has like Billy hold his ankles and Gordon goes over, manages to grab Wee Dave, but can't get a hold of Bessie Boo. She goes through and is now in the pipes. Yes, she's in so the pipes. His plan to save her is he will fucking press the bungee jump button and have a bungee jump machine pop up mm -hmm. and he will bungee jump at the exact moment that Bessie Boo comes out of the pipe in this dam. I don't know how he knows. It's just opened. I don't know how he has memorized the amount of time it takes for a beaver to move through a dam. Mm -hmm. But he, he jumps does so. And rescues her and then flips over a couple of times and manages to land back on the boat before getting brusquely bumped off the boat. And now he's the one in mortal peril. Oh, no. He... <sighs> that one point they say he got a cramp and that's why, but he, like, fell off the boat and can't swim. Yes. And even though we've established that he should be able to, they're like, oh, uh, he has a cramp. Anyway, uh, we have to save him. We'll use this net. We'll use these random buttons on Billy Boat. And the net comes out and he manages to catch it. And now he's fine on the boat. Everyone's fine on the boat until the boat lifts out of the fucking water because a Russian U-boat that was hiding in Loch Katerness. Goddamn Russian submarine pops up from underneath them for no reason. There's no reason given it why it's It will never be there. explained. It is never explained. Just they are now stranded in the middle of the water on top of a submarine. And then the evil cop shows up in a military helicopter and is like, I'm going to get that beaver. <laughs> I'll do what it takes to steal that beaver. And Gordon's like, hold on. I've got an idea. And his idea is to grab onto a rope dangling from a the Victoria's airplane. Victoria's airplane fucking <laughs> flung around town and then die. That is his idea. <laughs> he never succeeds in anything. Victoria's already managed to fuck up the helicopter because she flies around it with smoke machines on. So it's coming down and he's like, wait, I have an idea. <laughs> and grabs a rope and just gets whipped around town and banged into stuff and then just falls to what appears to be his death. He's <laughs> not even trying to do it. It's not like I've got an idea. Get me over to that helicopter. Get. I need to do something. It's just, oh, we're kind of stranded in this boat. And his idea for getting off of the boat is to get whipped around by a biplane. <laughs> and the, the rope breaks. He falls. They catch him on one of those fireman nets. Yeah, they get the little fireman trampoline thing. And then we get a full 
like giant sequence of like Billy going like, oh no, oh, if only I, I had your boy, if I only had my special lock water, I would fix you right up and then you'd have a chance of, of only being unconscious instead of dead. And random other characters are coming up from the background audience, mostly that German U-boat captain, are coming up and being like, you've got to step away from him, he's already dead. Just, no, I can't I, give up on I, him. I, I'm going to have a flashback of when I first got him and tried to teach him that he is a goat instead of a dog. And he erased it and wrote dog on there. Establishing significant further questions. And then a, a flashback scene where I taught him how to skateboard. This will be relevant later. It'll soon turn out that Billy is an avid skateboarder, except we don't establish it until 50 minutes into a 70 minute movie. Yes. But this flashback to Billy teaches his goat dog how to skateboard. You're like, what? <laughs> oh, don't worry. We have plans for that. We set up a lot of things that we aren't going to pay off, but Billy's skateboarding is one of the ones we will. Meanwhile, Victoria, who's just up on the biplane, having helped uh, force down the helicopter, we'll get to that in a second, is just standing on the wing of her own biplane. No one's flying it. I think it's just hovering somehow. And she, again, I mentioned earlier that she has these monologues that make it feel like this movie wasn't in English in the first place. And this is a big one where she's talking about how it's her chance to be the savior, that she's going to stop standing, standing on the sidelines and do something for once. By God, she's going to be the hero. They're going to have to call her Jemima Bond because of how badass she is. And, and I got, I got to throw this special because I have a special bottle of lock water for some reason. Yeah. And I've got to get it to Billy, but I got to throw it and I got to, I got to throw it right. And I got to throw it. Correct. I got to throw it and then I won't miss my target. Huge fucking monologue from Victoria, the duck. And then she throws the bottle a good 30 yards off from where Billy is. Mm -hmm. And it takes his grandson doing the only thing he will do for this movie Running over and catching it. He just runs over and does a little backflip and catches it. There, done. We're done with this character. Yeah. We introduced he, him for that. He's introduced him to this movie and sits in the passenger seat saying nothing for 50 minutes so that he can grab a bottle of water out of the air <laughs> and then disappear back into the mists of Scotland. Yeah. <laughs> The Go water for... wakes the, the, the goat up. The, he's he's fine. But he also, as he's waking up, notices that, oh, no, that bad cop is getting away in his animal control jeep. He and is, you think he has grabbed Bessie Boo, who they <laughs> had rescued on the boat, but he convinced the Russian submarine guy to hand him the beaver. Yeah, because the Russian guy doesn't, doesn't know what's going on. He's like, hey, you. I'm in charge here because I'm a I'm a cop. You look like you're in the military. You understand who's in charge. Give me that beaver. Give and up he the just kind of goes, all right, there you go. Hands him the beaver. Now, he's escaping in his animal control Jeep. And you think, oh, they have similar Jeeps. They both drive yellow Jeeps that say animal something squad on the side of them. No, he stole Billy's Jeep. Oh, did he? I thought he had his own animal control Jeep from the start of the movie here. But you're right. He steals no, because it has Jeep. the Billy one yeah. plate on it. But you're right. He has the Billy one Jeep. But Billy, bereft of Jeep. It's fine. He has his James Bond Aston Martin. He has the Billy 2 in Aston Martin. Specifically the one from the James Bond movie. I forget which one. Thunderball or something. Whichever one he's in. I, don't get mad at me if I don't know James Bond I movies. don't know anything about James Bond, but I recognized it. Yeah. So he goes chasing after the cop who has the beaver again. 
This beaver that I thought would be a main character has spent this entire time yelling or in a sack or drowning in a river and will continue to be this way. Yes. Chases him down and uses the boxing glove on the side of his car to make sure that he doesn't hit into a cow on the side of a road. But that allows the officer to get away Mm -hmm. and his car goes spinning out and he's like, oh, damn, I lost him. Well, only one thing for it now. Sweet skateboard tricks. (laughs) And he just skateboards down a hill and lands on top of of the Jeep. Punches through the canvas roof and is fighting with with the cop inside until he finally they go flinging through a secret military facility. Yeah, there's an entire Scottish naval facility that they drive through unimpeded, and everyone there is just like, "Huh, look at these two assholes." And you're like, "Why?" Yeah, and one of the, the PA system comes on, and so I like, uh, "There are two civilians on the base. Catch them." One of them is wearing a yellow tie, and I was like, "Which one's doing that?" Because Billy is wearing an entire yellow outfit, so the fact that he has a yellow tie is kind of you don't notice it until that point. Huh? He is like, "Oh." That tie is the literal exact same color as your shirt. Mm -hmm. And I thought until this moment that it was just a wrinkle. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, they get caught in some tunnel by a by uh, a military officer on the base. And the cop tries to sweet talk them. He's like, thank God you caught me. You need to arrest this Billy character. They they get eventually caught by a cop not one of the oh, military okay. guys. all right yeah because it's, it's a detective detective you're right you're right C- gets caught by this military guy and he's like officer you need to help me arrest this guy and he's like detective uh, okay sure well, De- i'm happy to see you detective i caught an illegal beaver and you need to arrest billy here and get rid of his whole town because they've all been illegally harboring beavers okay before we get to this and i love this scene so i want to talk about it but we skipped one of the more interesting scenes in the movie and i think it's probably a good time to mention it because again it involves billy and this cop there is a point earlier in the movie. Oh, yes. After God. he gives the big meeting where he's like, this is what everyone's going to do to rescue these beavers. The cop is in town listening and getting in his Jeep to drive away. And he's like, oh, I knew it. They do know there's a beaver here. Yeah, but he has never interacted with anyone in this town in any capacity. No one knows who the fuck he is. And Billy sees him, sees this cop getting in a cop car in his town and goes, oh, you stop for a second. Hey, I think you may be having ill intent towards someone in my town based on fucking nothing. (laughs) And I would never talk to you and I never will again. But I want you to know right now, everyone in Catterness is under my protection. And if you fuck with anyone here, I'll kill you. And I'm like, what the shit? Billy's just like, oh, I saw a cop. Hey, buddy. A cab. Let's go. I'm like, why is this? old Scottish veterinarian squaring up against a police officer who was doing never met and he was doing nothing he was just getting in his car and he's like oh I'll kick your ass I'll kill you if I were younger I would have already beaten you up and I'm like what are you talking about just want to establish before we get into this other scene that there's a moment where Billy just sees a cop and, and ran, he's never met before and is like, I'll fucking mess you up, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you you come over here and I'll end you. <laughs> and Gordy's like, yeah, man, this dude will fuck your shit up, my man. <laughs> and in this scene with the detective, he's like, the cop is going like, hey, detective, you got to arrest all these guys. They're harboring illegal beavers. And Billy's like, hey, man, hey, detective, you do whatever you got to do. Give me five minutes with yeah, this guy. Yeah. And Gordy's like, yeah, you hear that, bitch? 
five minutes. That's all my man needs. You're going to be face down in the dirt. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, what? Because the whole time as he's trying to sweet talk this cop into arresting Billy, Billy's over there like, oh, yeah, five minutes. Five minutes is all I'll need. I'm going to end you. I'm going to end your entire fucking life. <laughs> I'll, I'll bash gonna, your head in. I'm gonna smash your face so bad your own mother won't recognize you. <laughs> like, what the fuck has happened? <laughs> like, you think the cop would world just turn around a little bit and look at this guy ranting about how he's gonna murder this dude in a mil- in a police officer uniform and be like, hmm, I probably should at least arrest the both of I you. I should probably get both of you because you're both clearly insane. <laughs> Like, I'm sure what's supposed to be happening in the language of the film is that this this cop is not a cop. He's an animal control officer. Do no respect by anyone. The lowest rung of society, according to children's movies. No, according to the lore of this movie, he's a retired veterinarian. No, I'm not Billy, the cop. Oh, no, the cop's just a detective. But he's not even. A, no, no. I mean, the cop who's been spending the movie trying our Javert. I don't believe our Javert is actually a cop. The. That is another thing I wrote down in my notes, which is, wait a minute, this guy, they say now is like, oh man, you got to give it up. You're not even on the force. And I'm like, since when has this guy not been a cop? You never established that he isn't. He's wearing a full policeman's outfit. He's got all of the stuff to be a policeman. And yet right now they're just like, oh yeah, no, uh, Hi, I'm his old partner. Yeah, he he's insane. He's insane, and he's been tracking a beaver. He's off the force, and we disavow him. I I he's gone too far for me. I I don't want to I don't want to go any further with this. I want to go home and make love to my wife. <laughs> and the detective's like, "Yo, man, you're under a fucking arrest." Also, here's this beaver back, and I'm like, "I thought the beaver was illegal." Even if you arrest this guy for impersonating a police officer, apparently, why would you then not also just take the illegal beaver? Well, I mean, it's not his jurisdiction to illegal be- to deal with illegal beaver crime. That's the... <laughs> That's vice. I mean, here's the thing. The police car that the two cops have at the beginning of the movie says beaver unit on the side. And I have to assume there is an entire beaver division of the Scottish I mean, you got to assume it was disbanded sometime in the last three years as only one cop left thinks there were any beavers left in Scotland. I mean, you got to know. If you're one of the cops in Scotland, you're like, oh, please let me get on beaver unit. That is the cushiest fucking job. (laughs) Plus, you get to drive around in a squad car that just says beaver unit on it. (laughs) Yeah, you get get to come out and you're like, oh, also, I've got bikini inspector on my hat. (laughs) I'm here to check everyone for beavers. (laughs) I am part of the beaver unit. (laughs) So, but he arrests the the bad guy and he gets dragged away instead. And And you would think... Maybe this is the end of the film. But first, we have to check in with our two American sisters who we have forgotten about for the past 50 minutes. I mean, one of them was on Billy's boat. But other than that, yeah, they're completely done nothing. No, no, I mean, the love interest has literally yeah, she's been not gone. been in here the, the whole time. The short one's been rambling on about New York and how she moved to Caternus because of an astrology, a, a, a tarot card reader. But she's just like. Oh, don't fuck Billy. That guy sucks and he's weird. You don't want to get in with that guy. He's a weird old man. You see, he skateboards all up and down these highlands. Actually, he's kind of hot now that I think about it. I'd fuck him. (laughs) Says it keeps him young and limber. And you know what? We should probably both bang him. (laughs) 
an entire scene that's basically just there to remind the audience that this woman does exist and is still here. Because then we go to the actual ending where they head into a Scottish pub and Billy has to make a, a final speech about like, well, we all... Uh, we all we all got together today. There was panic and there was fear, but we as we it could have led to death, but it didn't because we're a community and we, with, through good leadership and and skills, we managed it and we we all did it and we did it and nothing bad happened. You're like what? And then everyone applauds and starts a dance. Number. Well, sort of. He walks down to the goat. He goes down to Gordy and he's like, Gordy, I believe the situation calls for something special. And Gordy's like, ah, oh, yeah, say no more. Follow me. And the two of them walk off and I'm like, oh, oh, they, they're fucking. That's a couple. That's, that's a beautiful couple. I get it now. But no, instead, Gordy does not. He, I guess he just goes over and presses a button on a jukebox because instead... The two sisters and that random other sexy lady from town, the one who spotted the, one that the was rabbits the, in the water. The German. They walk out in dancer outfits and do a long dance to a long dance sequence. They do the single ladies dance. Yes. All of their dance moves are the dance moves from single ladies. Yes. And it is all set to a song about how Billy's great. Now, while this dance sequence is playing, two other things happen. First, the the, the, the woman who has a, a crush or, or the, the sister who I, I will mention is also on stage dancing. Yes. But she is also in the audience. <laughs> but also, also. Talking to Billy's daughter about how great Billy is. And the two of them agree that Billy is not just the knight who's defended the town, but he is truly the guardian of the Highlands. Prompting Billy's daughter to go, yes, he is the guardian of the Highlands. The guardian of the Highlands he is. And then the fucking Billy and Tony go off together in his fucking Aston Martin and he promises her a beautiful sunset that of the view of the Atlantic on the nicest hill in the Highlands and she's still dancing on stage by the way it's just that she's also in the audience talking to Billy how I also need to say there are two of her it cuts to the audience and the audience that is doing these, that's having a little dance party that's the standard thing in all of these fucking shitty animated films. Mm -hmm. That The whole bar is populated by people from town. Yes, including new people that we have not yet seen. Including a few people we haven't seen, but one gets introduced, which is just the one black guy in town Mm -hmm. who is like, oh, I wonder if that beaver took my balls. I couldn't find my balls after I hit them and then the beaver took them. And I'm like, hey, is this an innuendo? Hey, you do... Hey, buddy, you doing innuendo over there? (laughs) Where's my balls? Has anyone seen my balls? That beaver stole my balls. (laughs) And then, in the middle of a dance, it cuts to the audience, and there is a man in a bright red cowboy outfit with a big red sombrero, and I have no idea who the fuck this guy is, (laughs) but he's there, and it just cuts to him, and I'm like, who the fuck? fuck is the ranchero now who why i think my favorite part of the dance sequence was when the rand the baron dude who who built the dam sort of sneaks in and starts dancing along with everyone else he's like oh i believe all is forgiven i'm okay again but yeah you're right who was the red cowboy fucking the red cowboy with the sombrero also during the end credits they do some like unfinished cgi stuff Mm -hmm. 
he's one of the characters that gets business. He wanders into the middle of the screen and does a like, woo, finger guns pointing at the screen shoot off. And I'm like, who's this motherfucker? Who are you? <laughs> what is I'm having a full break with reality at this point when it cuts to the fucking red sombrero cowboy. <laughs> I have lost it. I have completely lost my shit. I we should also mention that the uh, the one black man in town who's talking about the beaver stealing his balls uh, talks like James Brown and is, <laughs> and is dressed like a pimp. They have him in a a purple suit with purple like cheetah spot fur lining. Oh, Christ almighty. <sighs> and that's the end of the film. So there you Thankfully, go. Thankfully, it's a song about Billy. It, it, is, it, it is a song about how great Scotland is and how great Billy is for protecting Scotland. <laughs> Wonderful. <sighs> <sighs> this thing defies all reason. It is maddening. It's like it's it's incredible. Like as disjointed and shitty as Food Fight was, at least I could probably explain the events of Food Fight <laughs> in like four or five sentences if I if I really needed to. Like I this, could explain the premise. This is the kind of shit where I'm like, man, I wish I could go back in time and show Lovecraft this shit <laughs> and have him go, "Oh my god, it's worse than I thought." <laughs> you could whistle, uh, lean over and whisper to him during the third act. They're using Scottish accents, but they're actually Greeks. <laughs> <sighs> All right, let's go ahead and get to our bests and worsts. Jeff, what was the best thing in Sir Billy? I mean, the best thing in Sir Billy is the part where he just randomly threatens to beat the shit out of a cop he sees. <laughs> You're incredibly right. <laughs> There's a part where he just sees a cop on the street and is like, oh, you, I'll beat the fuck out of you if I, if I catch you in my town again. I love, love that he's like, wait a minute. There shouldn't be cops in this town. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. I'm like, ah. Uh, Fuck yeah, Based Sir on Billy. Nothing. Full A cab. <laughs> What's your favorite part? Is it just the same one? It's, I mean, my favorite part has to be Red Cowboy Sombrero. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I stopped the film and rewound to be like, did I see what the fuck I just saw? Mm -hmm. And indeed I did. <laughs> what is the worst thing in Guardian of the Highlands? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's. There's like a baseline. I mean, I'm going to probably say the disjointed bit where the duck introduces herself as the narrator <laughs> and is not. Yeah. The fourth intro. <laughs> yeah. If you count the James Bond opening sequence, yeah. it is the fourth intro. Yes. <sighs> but it doesn't. It. She's not. She's not the narrator. No. But boy, does she think she is. <laughs> what about you? What's your least favorite thing? I I gotta say, it's gotta be that through the whole thing, I'm like, I feel like Sean Connery has dementia. Like he doesn't and know. And they've just, no, yeah, like, that's very fair. his audio. I don't think he does. I, I, I No, like, this was a full, I mean, he was retired and came out of fucking retirement. Yes. But this was about eight years before he died, because he died in 2020. This was 2012. Yeah. This is so weird. Like, you know that Bruce Willis recently retired from acting after doing, like, 
just an endless array of those direct to DVD action movies where he's in them for three minutes and he's on yes. the cover and he clearly has an earpiece in and, and half the shots that are of him are not of him and all the movies. It turns out, yes, he's got some significant mental processing issues. He's got early stage dementia. He's just trying to secure a legacy for his kids. It's, it's just, but it's still when you know all that stuff. Watching those movies, which until that point had been free game to make fun of. Yeah. You watch one of those, a movie called just Castle or something, and it stars him and he walks around with a gun and says things like, I'm going to get you. And that's like a whole line in the movie. And you're like, this is fine. I can make fun of this. And then you find out why and you feel bad. Yeah. This is a movie where it's got that harbinger around it where you're like, you shouldn't make fun of this. Something went wrong here. Yeah. No, every time Sean Connery says something and it sounds like he's muttering to himself Mm -hmm. while puttering through his house, I'm like, something about this feels wrong. Yeah. This feels exploitative of an old man. I don't know what it is, but I feel bad. Yeah. All right. Final ratings. We are going to give this movie a rating from zero to five, which will give us a full rating out of ten. Jeff. Feels like it needs two ratings. Like, it really does. (laughs) Like... On on the same scale that most movies are rated, this is a point five. Yeah. Like, it has a plot. It is a movie. <laughs> it technically is a movie. But it's it's a failure in every respect. It has terrible voice acting, ridiculous characters, uh, the stupidest premise you've ever seen. It doesn't make any lick of sense. It is a classic point five. But rated on the scale of movies that you are going to show people as a trap, if you're like, <laughs> you are come on, guys, to- we're having a bad movie night. Hey, guys, I got a great one for you. Maybe you think you're going to watch, like, The Room or Birdemic or something. You know, entry-level bad movie shit. That's what we're going to do. And then you plop this in. This is a motherfucking six. (laughs) (laughs) No, your reaction to this is like my reaction to that old fucking truth or dare uh, yeah. horror movie yeah, where yeah. I'm like this is the worst thing I've ever seen five <laughs> <laughs> except I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna throw the rating for a laugh it gets a point five, but as a side as an aside to the listeners who might be the type to throw bad movie nights find this have this see if you can actually find it because the only way to watch it online is with ads so if you can find an ad free version so mm-hmm. you get that good uncut Sir Billy. <laughs> I tried to find it on Amazon and I found a Sir Billy limited art piece uh printed onto a metal plate. Oh my god. And I am strongly tempted. <laughs> That's got to go in the in it's, the studio. It's going in the studio, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to see who's still alive to sign it. Can I get Alan Cumming, you think? Oh, my God. If you showed up someplace where Alan Cumming was and we're like, hey, can I get your autograph on this? I think that man would punch you. (laughs) That's in in its own way. That's a good autograph. (laughs) I'll just put my own blood on here. This is blood I I bled from Alan Cumming punching me. Hey, Alan Cumming, can you either sign this or punch me, please? (laughs) Either way, I get a good story. I will also give this a point five. Sir Billy is straight up a one out of ten. Holy shit. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. We will be back in two weeks with probably a movie slightly less insane than this. But if you are not done listening and you want to join us for more, you can always support the show by going over to patreon.com slash system mastery. That is where we have all of our bonus content. If you support us at any level, you get ad-free versions sure of do. our show. Yeah. And every level that you support at unlocks more bonus content for all of our various shows. And at the $10 a month level, you get the TV Mastery, which we are 
currently going through very special episodes. Another great, very oh, special episode this week. I cannot wait. This is a good week for, for us. We're having a good time. This, this week's choices were mwah. chef's kiss. So <laughs> that over there on patreon.com slash system mastery to help support the show. You can do that. Or if you don't want to support or can't support financially, you can always support us by just rating and reviewing and helping the show get out in front of more eyes. And we will be back in two weeks with another movie mastery for all of you out there. And until we do, you have a good one.